and welcome to the Bunkerzilla Film Raw here at Bunkerzilla UK, your place for all the digital films that you can stream online at this moment, thanks to the wonderful thing of the COVID-19, and we don't mean that in a nice way. I am your host, Ian Bolton, and I am joined, as always, with my fellow cinematic partner in crime, it's Christian R. Allen. Hello, Christian. Hello, Ian. How's the weather in Southampton? That's a curtain. <laughs> There's another window here that, that I, I can see outside. I'm not being facetious. No, you don't get to know what the weather in Southampton's like now. You Is sassy it? sausage. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, I'm ooh. using the big boy language today. Sassy <laughs> chipolata. Ooh. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, whoa, 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 don't say things you can't date back. That's just a bit out of order, mate. No. Okay. No, you should apologise to everyone listening and watching. I'm sorry to everyone listening and watching. And especially, and especially, to those who like sausages. It's always what bacon. The, what about the vegans, Ian? Why are you discriminating against them? I'm sorry, vegans. <laughs> what about Morrissey? Oh, I'm not apologising for Morrissey. <laughs> fair. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But anyway, how are you doing? Anyway, I'm very good. Second week of quarantine. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> have, have have the DVDs and Blu-ray cases started to talk to you? No, but I have completed Super Mario World on the Switch. Um, I've unlocked all 96 exits and defeated Bowser. I rescued the princess. Spoiler. Um, and now I've got Crash Bandicoot to play. Um, oh, is that the, um, the remastered trilogy? Yes, yes. Ooh. I hear the original is still bloody difficult, especially when you get to the bridge level. Yeah. So you're you're gonna have some fun. Um, I've I've seen someone speed run the bridge, but they, they were able to run on the left rope all the way down, and they did it around about twenty seconds. And I was just watching this on YouTube, going, what? "That's not physically possible. How have you done this, you witch, you I've, warlock?" I've managed this last week to uh, shoot, rip, and tear my way through Doom twenty sixteen. Which is which is quite fun, uh, and I've started playing Doom Eternal, which again is just as much fun. Uh, I've played the Doom games. I'm just I'm just trying to get used to the um, the uh, traversing mechanics because there are bits where you have to do like jumps and and like flips and all that sort of stuff, like to quickly move to the next part of the level. And I'm just kind of going, well, where do I go? I'm hanging off a wall and I don't know where I'm going. Am I going over there? Am I going over here? Am I going into the pit of lava? Well. This is difficult. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a big spider on legs with a giant brain appears, and you just go, holy shit, there's a big creature I need to destroy. I have no weapons. Shit. <laughs> Yay, <Phenomenal>. Doom! Yay! <laughs> um, I've also got Control for uh, Xbox One to play. Um, Control's from the makers of uh, some of the earlier Max Payne games hmm. as well, Remedy Studios. Um I started playing this on PS4 a couple of weeks ago because it was on PlayStation Now, and I really, I really enjoyed it. It's a very atmospheric, and it's definitely cinematic in itself, um, a psychological action thriller. But um, basically, when it got to like these really intense action sequences, when you have to start flinging things with your mind and flinging things across mind the, bullets, mind bullets is exactly um, the PlayStation Four, which is about five years old, might I add, decided to go. <coughs> <clears throat> I can't. No, slow down, slow down. Let me get my breath. This is why. Okay, throw the, the barrel. <laughs> this is why I'm sticking to the Nintendo because I don't care about the graphics anymore. I just want. You just want to play. Little play portability. Little play. Have you got Animal Crossing yet? Uh not my stick. 
I'm more of, I, I only really like platformers and the occasional action adventure. Oh, okay. I like, that, like the Zeldas. Um, I am not really, really good with the modern sort of AAA expansive games because yeah. I just find them a bit overwhelming. Um, I, yeah. I, what I'm trying to say is I haven't left Sonic the Hedgehog 2. No. Like, so, ba- so basically you need to replay all the Sonic games. Sonic over Mania. and over for the rest of my life. And don't touch things like Sonic Heroes or Sonic Boom. We don't talk about those. Sonic Heroes wasn't too bad. I've actually it got was, Sonic it Heroes. It was right. It, I mean, I, I, Sonic. You Sonic could create your own hedgehog. You could create your own. You could create your own hedgehog. That's Sonic Forces, isn't it? I think. I don't know these Sonic games. So, Sonic Forces <laughs> is the one where you can create your OCs. Sonic Heroes oh. was the game where you you were forced to play oh, Knuckles, yeah. Tails, and Sonic together. I have that on GameCube. It's somewhere buried. <laughs> it's, <laughs> There's it's so many a Sonic bit games. Rubbish. Sonic Heroes, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Generations, Sonic and the Black Knights, Sonic and the Secret of the Fire Ring. I don't know. The one where he pretends he's These in aren't Aladdin. Good games. All you need is Sonic the Hedgehog for the Mega yes. Drive, Sonic Hedgehog 2, Sonic the Hedgehog CD. Sonic yes. 3 and Knuckles combined, and I'll give you the adventure games as well. They, they are, I think they were very good for their time. Sonic Adventure in 1998 and 1999 was incredible. Don't think it's aged particularly well, unfortunately. What about Mania? Sonic Mania was incredible. It's, it was my favourite game. If it wasn't for Mario Odyssey, that would have been my favourite game of 2017, easily. Ah. Um, I, just, I love the fact that it was just... It's, I don't know, it was just... It, it took everything that made the original Sonic games great and didn't didn't mess with them it expanded upon them mm. um so you know it just went back to basics and you could tell it was made with love i don't know what i keep looking at my microphone <laughs> you on my monitor I'm, I'm still getting used to the zoom shenanigans I, um going off tangent a little bit but I've, I've got a meeting next week with some of my new colleagues mm. and it's being described as a remote coffee get together oh i had a remote uh, uh drinks friday friday night there uh, yesterday basically we just had a meeting and we just basically what drinks you have got a can of coke (laughs) yeah that that would be the best way to start a christian just basically the meeting starts and you're just chugging half your way through a bottle of scotch whiskey hi guys hi guys i have the wine Uh, and the pot Uh, but there are other things we can do while we're in quarantine that's watching films and this is what the film raw is all about we haven't spoken about we've been recording for about eight eight minutes minutes now and we haven't even mentioned film so we're not very good at podcasting are we i I think we are but it's like it's nice having a chat the people are getting to know us christian the listeners (laughs) if there are any they're getting to know us hello people thank you so sorry for all of them well, thank you for listening to the podcast anyway, <laughs> if you are listening to this. And uh, yes, this is the film, and we are talking about films, and uh, we have been watching a few this week. Um, as always, because of obviously things with COVID-19, uh, we've decided to pick films off the online streaming platform, so each episode I will pick a film, Christian will pick a film, and uh, we'll review them, and we will talk about them. And um, how do we sum up this week's uh, duo of films, Christian? Audible gasp. Okay, so so good good times are about to be had here. For, for, one film was about reaching the highest peaks imaginable. Yeah, I felt like I was being dragged to hell. <laughs> that that is that's a film that's a film to be made in its own right, there, Christian. <laughs> but yes, uh, let's start off with uh, your choice, which came from Netflix, and I know you kind of 
you kind of thought, yeah, this would be a good idea. This will be a good idea at the end of the last of the last well, episode. It was. It, I mean, it's it, it's a major Netflix release. Yes, and it's starring uh, Ed Helms, who is mm. one of my favourite um, comedic performers. I think he's been fantastic. Uh, he was a highlight in the Hangover movies, along with yeah. Zach Galifianakis um, and the other ones. <laughs> that's, mm. that's the impression they made and, on me, obviously. And Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. What's he done? What's, What's he, he done? done? Star is born, that sort of thing. <laughs> Limitless. Guardians uh, of the Galaxy being an endgame, the biggest movie of all yeah, time. Yeah, just, right? just using his voice. He didn't even have to turn up. He just used his voice. Cheeky. Cheeky. Anyway. I love it. Anyway. Um, so I thought, I, wasn't, I didn't have high expectations for this film, but I thought it's not going to be this bad. But anyway, uh, uh, the film we are talking about is uh, Coffee and Kareem. That mm-hmm. is K-A-R-E-E-M, not well actual done. cream, whereas I mistook it for last episode. And uh, basically the, the plot is uh, 12-year-old Kareem Manning hires a criminal to scare his mum's new boyfriend, a police officer played by Ed Helms. But unfortunately, it backfires, forcing Coffee and Kareem to team up in order to save themselves from Detroit's most ruthless drug kingpin. Kareem needs to go by a friend's house after school. And he asked that you pick him up. When my mom dated this one guy, we became BFFs. You were BFFs with a grown-ass man? There's literally documentaries on Netflix about why that's so sick and fucked up. I think that's a different... You expect us to be BF... Fuck out of my face, man. Uh, good talk. Welcome back to my channel. Remember when I told you about that white cop who was humping my mom? Well, now you see what happens when you fuck with me. Pig stuck his dick in the wrong blanket. And um, yeah, that's basically it in a, in a small nutshell, uh, easily put. Um, so yeah, so you've got Ed Helms. Uh, he's kind of like he's a he's a he want he's a he's a good. Well, he's not a great cop, but he's he's, he's got he's, he's a got bum, a heart of gold. He's, yeah, he, heart he's, of gold. He's person. good. He's a good cop, but he's a bumbling idiot. Yeah. Um, he. I mean the. So the comedy starts from the fact that he is white and he's dating a uh, African American woman, and him being a cop as well creates the obvious tension. And for the first fifteen twenty minutes of the film, I I liked it. I actually was kind of with the film. Is that the comedy was a bit crass, um, a bit vulgar at times, but I, I, I it it seemed to work for me. Um, unfortunately, as the film progressed, it didn't develop. It just kind of stayed the same there was no yeah. more progression throughout the the child character who he um he sort of it almost it becomes like a buddy cop movie yeah that's a that's a strong thing to say it's a buddy cop movie because well, it's, 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 it's emulating it's emulating it's, yeah but it's, it's, it's like i know it's it's probably nothing to do with with the actor himself, uh, Terrence, uh, the the young actor Terence uh, Little uh, Gardenhide, but I thought for a majority of the film, the character Cream was, I just loved it. Un- unbearable, unbearable. It was it was kind of like it's like you said about being crass, but there's just there's there's being foul language, which is common in most sort of adult comedies, and it's kind of like yeah, it comes with the territory, but it's a level when it just gets worse. And were, or basically, they just they go for the most offensive things imaginable, and you're kind of sat there going, "Was that really necessary?" And it just it just makes the character, despite despite the fact that Kareem is obviously 
wary that his mum's dating a cop absolutely and he's trying and he's sort of still trying to follow or he wants to think being like gangster and stuff like that is oh, the yes. way of life absolutely fine those sort of plot threads are absolutely fine but it's just going to just like the absurdity of the foundness and, and, and always it, a con- it was always it's always constantly either going to something like pedophilia or yes. or, or or homosexuality and stuff like that and it's just like and there are moments where Ed Helms' character sort of touches upon the problematic nature of those jokes, but yeah. they're done in such an ugly way that it it almost feels as though that was that was uh, the Ed Helms' contributions. To those scenes are just there to mask the fact that it is actually an ugly film. Yeah, and it's, it comes across as quite insincere. Yeah, um, the, yeah. yeah, the the the. the constant barrage of paedophile um, jokes I found deeply unpleasant yeah um, and it's just how graphic they become in the description yeah it's, it comes to the point isn't this meant to be a comedy yeah am um, I meant to be laughing at this this these I mean yeah it's 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 what I kind of it's what I kind of felt with sort of like the later hangover films basically there are jokes there but the humor is not in good nature this is no, it's a nastiness. The, 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 it come it comes across nasty because it's obviously a, it's, it's like you look at uh, a character of coffee played by Ed helms is unfortunately throughout most of the film just a, a the literal punching bag he's mocked and ridiculed by his colleagues horribly as well the kid obviously kareem's giving him grief as well and it's just it's like, trying to have him murdered and try yeah the, even it's like and he gets, a, he, gets a, he gets a pass because that's a funny. Pa- he, he gets a pass because it's funny, and it's like, oh well, I guess I can have you. I guess I can appreciate you as a potential stepdad. It's like you've you've spent eighty minutes of this film verbally abusing him, physically trying to get him hurt, <laughs> and it's and we're supposed to feel, oh, he's just a kid. No bollocks no. to that. Sorry. No. It's 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 a, yeah it, it's the tone is totally off. Uh, like I said, yeah. I, I I think there is there are germs of good good ideas here, and this yeah. could with a little bit of tinkering and a bit more thought into the actual characters, the sort of the the, the development mm. they go the, between their relationship. But I think they don't have a relationship. It's yeah. it's a constant base level of um, of uh, hatred is the only word I could use to yeah. describe it, and it's just it's just it rears you down it's yeah. just really exhausting watching this movie because there's there's no point there's no there's no satisfying release at all yeah uh, uh, and it's just it's just yeah it grinds you down that's the only way i can describe it's it. like towards in the film baddies get blown up shots and and lots of explosions happen but it's by, by the time of that you kind of just gone it's by it, it is by the numbers on its core as well it's a yeah. it's by its core by by the numbers but Again, it's like would I have watched this originally without you suggesting it? Probably not. No, and I, I would never recommend this on anyone. I think this no. is one of the worst movies I've watched in quite a while. Oh, that, uh, that is that is strong. That is strong <laughs> there. Um, yeah, I think I. It's like some of some of the the scenes, like say the say like um, the small uh, henchmen, the the henchmen characters. I kind of like. I kind of found a bit amusing because they were they were kind of trying to be tough, but clearly not tough or not thinking things through. It's like why are you, why are you ringing the doorbell? It's like it's like. But yeah, oh, that, that, and there, that there are sort of, that sort of humour. I actually quite found quite funny. <laughs> yeah, and there, that's the thing. That's the frustrating thing about this movie. There are some good jokes that do hit, 
Mm. Um, even the cream character he, at, at first there is there was an endearingness to him. Yeah, I found um, like he he basically wants to be a gangster rapper. Even yeah, though he's a twelve year old kid, mm. and he in he has to do a poetry slam in his in his what, fifth grade lesson, and he yeah. ends up doing a two really offensive uh, sort of G rap uh, uh, about well, you know the things he would do to pleasure his uh, teacher. Which um, is already uh, what? <laughs> yeah. See, even even at this point, it could go one way or the other because it still yeah. it still feels like the film knows this isn't right because it, it it cuts to the other classmates who are rightly shocked. But then from from that point onwards, it just, it indulges just doesn't. In it. It, yeah, it becomes too self indulgent, and at no yeah. point does this does this behaviour. It never really gets addressed in any way. No. It's just, it's, it's, just... A, it's, it's like at the end, all all said and done, and and all the relationships and all that are all, all fine. It's basically, ah, uh, we can be buddies, Kareem. Yeah, we can. Just remember, no swearing in front of your mum and all that sort of stuff. And then there's like the fist bump at the end. And it's like, fuck off. Yeah, it was <laughs> was not earned at all. It needs to be earned. You can't just. It's you like, can't just. It's like Coffee has literally gone through hell and he's practically at times blown up, shot at, hit repeatedly with things. And that just gets him a pass from this kid that has given him grief for most of the film. It's like, no. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, I completely agree that you, the Korean character has not earned um, that level of um, relationship development in the characters at yeah. all. Um, Ed Helms' Coffee has just been a... A, a grating joke all the way through. I, I don't, I don't know because I don't. I know there are other comedies out there. I can't think of any that comes to mind at the moment. But it's like the the most good natured character in the entire for in in most of these sort of films at the moment is always the one that gets get goes through all this sort of hell. And it's like it's very rarely that these sort of film when these resolutions for these sort of comedy films happen. You really think it's really earned because it just feels like you've spent. You've spent most of the film just shit kicking someone mm. who, who unfortunately doesn't really deserve it. Because obviously, if there was something really silly, it's like sometimes in say romantic comedies. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you had like an odd couple, there's always something a little bit off with say like the male character. Maybe he's too lazy. Maybe he. It's like in, for example, Shallow Hal, um, where Jack, Jack Black's character always objectifies women in a sense. So basically, he has. He has to learn a lesson. Yeah. It's called character development. Character development. The fact is, Coffee is, at heart, he is a good-natured person. Yes, he's unsure about how to handle um, trying to... Confrontation. Maybe he's unsure how to um, connect or bond with Karim and trying to make the relationship work with uh, Tara P. Henson's character, the, the mother of the family. But the fact is, he, there's, there's... The fact is, he's doing... Trying to figure out where I was going with my point, but the fact is, <laughs> he's a good nature character, and he's and he's having his own development. But the problem is, is the film the, undermines the, 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 it. Yeah, they basically just think, look, this guy's such a sucker and a pussy. Let's why, ridicule why him. Sh- why should you, as an audience member, become emotionally invested in the character if the film isn't willing to do that itself? Yeah, the film is telling you. This guy's a joke. This guy's a joke. This guy's a joke. Don't take him seriously. Don't take him seriously. He's a joke. He's a joke. He's a joke. Oh no, he's great actually. Here, here, he's 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 the hero yeah. we wanted. I'm sorry, you've just spent eighty minutes telling me he's a joke. Yeah, with ba- barely any 
redeeming qualities about him. Yeah. Apart from the fact that you know um, Ed Helms is his comedic charisma does shine to an extent. Yeah. But he's um I I hope he got a decent mortgage out of this. He produced the film. He produced the film. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the he's one of the producers. He's not yeah. one of the writers though. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not it's not a good sign. I hope I hope this isn't um Uh it's written by Shane Mack, who has also done I'm just looking at my notes. Um well, no, this is his first... This looks like his first main writing credit. I mean, he's Probably done... a first draft as well, to be he's honest. Done, he's done a few shorts, but this is like first sort of uh, proper um, film. With cash. Yeah. No, it, it's just... It's it's an ugly film. It's too derivative um, of other much better examples of the genre. And the characters are just thoroughly unlikable. There is mm. no reason to watch this movie. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my thought on it. And I, I'm so annoyed I picked this. Because I thought, no, I'll pick a new film. I won't pick a classic that's currently available. I'll pick a new film because we should. that's the point of this show, is to review new upcoming releases. And, and I might never do that again. <laughs> oh, I'm, there, the fact is there are, there are more... Well, the fact is this episode we are looking at <laughs> both, both the things yeah, are technically yeah, new yeah. films. So, so yeah, so... Uh, let's let's have a ponder. So, star rating. I I have a sense. I know where you're going with your star rating for this. One, one, one star. It's one a one star. star. <sighs> you're going to be more sympathetic. No, I'm with you. One star. Oh really? Oh yeah. well. Because um, I because part part of me was about to go. Well, a little bit. I did laugh at one or two moments, but there were good there, moments throughout. And that scene where you described when, when the um the gangsters break into yeah. the house and they steal the food and because f- of the fingerprints, I, I yeah. did I did enjoy those little moments. I mean, there's there's a little bit towards the end where the the big baddies are kind of trying to do a drug deal, but they've inadvertently blown up half their stash. And like, oh, it's still good. It's still good. It's like it's like burnt cinnamon. <laughs> In a way, and they're trying, and they're trying to convince the other buyers, and it's just not working. And I kind of found that quite funny because it's clearly someone who's clearly not experienced being a drug dealer trying to be a drug dealer, and I found that quite, quite amusing. So does, are, it, does it frustrate you more that there are these good gags? Yeah. In what is a otherwise irredeemable mess of a film? Yeah, there are, there are, there are really. Decent little gags, little moments. It's like things like the car chase where they spend where they spend a little bit just going round the round the roundabout and they're going, Who's chasing who? Are we chasing them or are they chasing us? <laughs> and that sort of thing. And that sort of stuff, if you kinda of look and go, Yeah, that's not too bad. But I think the reason I agree with you on the one star is the humour is frequently horrible, it's spiteful, and I think some resolutions are just not fucking deserved. So I'm with you. Coffee and cream, one star. Done. Whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop whoop and always if you think you're it and and to our listeners out there if you think uh you want to share your thoughts on coffee and cream please do let us know contact at bunkzilla.co.uk is the email to send your feedback to right let's move away from uh netflix uh, and yes if you do want to watch coffee and cream we don't advise it but if you do want to watch it it is available on netflix right now moving over to amazon prime for my choice um i kind of i saw the trailer for this and i kind of thought you know what this might this might be something a little bit different something a little bit mm. more interesting um, it is very different to coffee and cream absolutely and, very um, different it's kind of touching upon obviously last episode we talked about Apollo 11 and the Apollo 11 missions and all that sort of stuff um, so keeping in that sort of scientific 
realm, I kind of looked at the Aeronauts, starring uh, Eddie Redmayne and Felicity Jones, um, reuniting them since the theory of everything. And basically, it tells of, uh, or inspired by true events, it tells the story of balloon pilot uh, Amelia Wren and scientist James Glacier uh, in an epic fight for survival while attempting to make discoveries in a gas balloon in the 1860s. So they're trying to set the, uh, the, the record for the highest that anyone in the world has ever been. And also um, for James Glacier, played by uh, Redmayne, he's trying to kind of create, get the scientific discoveries that tell us about the weather and all that sort of stuff. So about weather prediction. Yeah, about weather prediction yeah. itself. And uh, Amelia Wren is someone who's attempted this before. It hasn't gone well the first time. She's lost. She lost her husband, which is established in the, the opening bit of the film. Um, but she's trying to kind of confront her own demons and kind of and kind of move on or kind of prove that she can do do the uh, do the task. I believe there are answers in the sky. Up there is where I have found the greatest happiness. Gentlemen, to predict the weather could save hundreds of thousands of lives. We are scientists, not fortune tellers. You'll get your chance. They'll realise your worth. I think they know my worth quite well enough. Prove them wrong, James. Now, on paper, this sounds really good. This sounds really interesting. This is kind of like, oh, cool, a good, a good solid lead, a good solid leads that have been tried and tested in in Redmayne and Jones. Yep. the The film trailer itself, the film looked quite nice. Uh, something that I I realised as I watched the film to begin with was basically how the aspect ratio started to change when the when initially their balloon goes off and i kind of sat there and thought this wasn't this wasn't in in full screen a few minutes ago did they change it and i had to rewind and went oh yes yes they did and i kind of like those sort of artistic thoughts of basically when they're in the sky it should be seven it's like it's displayed at 70 mil and i think this was originally set out to imax cinemas as yes, well it is yes so you kind of thought maybe this might have been quite nice on imax to be perfectly honest because those sort of scenes look really good, and then you have your standard widescreen for the like the thirty-five mil bits. I think, I think, in essence, there was an attempt to make a good film here. It's not. Yes. It's like when you look at this against Coffee and Cream, uh, Cream uh, the, the other film, Kareem, the other film. <laughs> I kind of think the Aeronauts tried. The only problem is it's let down uh, by like the balloon bit, itself. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> it. it de- the premise deflates as soon as it kind of starts to take off, which yeah, is a I mean, shame the, the, because the, the, the talent involved is great. I mean, yeah. um, the the director um, Tom Harper, Tom Harper, and um, he, he's done a lot of work for a pretty good series for the BBC, so he's, he's yeah. a safe pair of hands. And um, the uh, Jack Fawn wrote this, who's worked um, some of the. I think he's won five Baftas for his dramas over the years oh, okay. um, he, he wrote the this is england series oh, right. um so the, he, these are and he also he's the um he was the chief writer for harry potter and the cursed child um oh, okay yeah which i I've, I've seen and i thought was excellent um as with everyone else who's ever seen it if you've only read the book apparently it's awful but if you actually watch the stage play it's incredible so I i'd ask you need, why I... are you reading a stage play instead of yeah. going to see the play I do, need, <laughs> I do need to go. I do need to arrange the time with my behalf to go and see see the stage show because I would like to. I mean, it, it's, it's I'm very not, good. I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan. 
Um, but the fact is, I kind of I do like how the film the eventual films panned out. Not a big fan of Fantastic Beasts. That's another story. Um, <laughs> strange well, enough, I, also I, starring Eddie Redmayne. Well, I, I was going to say, um, does does Eddie Redmayne play the same character in every film? Just gosh darn hello i'm a british scientist it's, person. it's a bit grating to be honest it's about uh, have you um, watched uh, is me have you watched jupiter ascending oh gosh he's awful in that when he's, he's so- the bandit and basically <laughs> basically he had the he had the like the wispy kind of raspy voice and it's like I mean, it's fair just- play at least he was trying something different true i true. mean um but that that film is i couldn't get through it all i i tried i I dipped in and no um yeah th- this this problem to me it feels a bit disjointed disjointed um yeah. it feels almost like two films slapped together um as in, as in as in and basically everything that's on earth i thought was quite flat and pedestrian absolutely and, yeah and i agree with you so cliche riddled um oh yeah ag- again the the <laughs> struggling scientist who, who's mocked by his academic peers and his family uh, and uh, and uh, and his family yes yeah um it was yeah I, every time they were on earth i was just bored so mm. bored i thought it was incredibly dull i didn't care about any of the characters at all mm. um and i just found the premise a tad ridiculous mm. The moment they're in the balloon and it goes to IMAX, uh, yeah. for the majority of the film, I thought worked very well. Yeah. Um, some of the action sequences, and there are quite a few. I mean, it, it's tricky. What can you do? It, yeah. It, you, you are. You, it's a story which restricts itself because it's a it's a balloon. balloon. <laughs> what can you do? Oh, I the weather gets bad. I think the best way to describe this is this is like. You know what would probably have made this film stand out more is if they took a page out of Gravity and the whole film was just set in the balloon. Yes. And you don't have any of this flashback. You don't have any of this sort of thing. You, you, you can learn, learn about the characters more in their conversations in the balloon as it went up and as they were dealing with the elements rather than just, well, let's just flash back to, I'm a scientist and I'm going to discover things. No, 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 you can't decide this. No, no. Then I will find a balloon. Good for you. Back to the balloon. <laughs> no, I completely agree, and I was I was kind of expecting that. I was yeah. hoping because you could have made this a real time movie because the journey Appa- was around about two hours. Yeah, apparently the the length of the balloon ride scenes it mimics almost the the length of the of the actual charted ex- uh, expedition into the sky. I must say, one of my favourite just go back to my original point um, of the, course. The, the action sequences where they are thrown out of the, the basket and they have to climb on the balloon these aren't really spoilers because they, they, the whole trailer is this yeah. um, are genuinely breathtaking Like there was a moment, I, 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 I audibly gasped at a moment where um, the um, uh, Amelia character fell out Mm. And um, I, the, the the camera the camera work was excellent because it, it almost tricked you. It was just the camera fell off with her and started spinning up and down. Like oh, is that seen... when she's on the top of the frozen yes, balloon? Yeah, and it's like the slow. Of... <laughs> oh, it's, the tension was was incredible. Yeah. I, I I loved those sequences, and I mm. I wish the whole film was that. Um, yeah. it, it, in a way, I it's frustrating because this film was clearly designed for an IMAX screening. Yeah. Um, and it annoys me that they weren't brave enough to go with that, if even if that was a consideration of mm. theirs. But the problem with bringing it bringing it down to earth and making it so pedestrian, and it, it felt more like 
not even a good BBC4 documentary. It felt like a bad BBC2 docudrama without the talking heads. And the and problem I found with the film is I wasn't sure if I was watching a docudrama or a fictional piece of mm. um, a piece of historical fiction because the problem with having the Amelia character is a original creation. It was on the original expedition. It was actually two men, including yeah. James Glacier. Um, mm. And if you're gonna if you're gonna make a fictional account, I would much rather have two original characters. Yeah. Um, the fact that you've chosen a real historical figure and turned them into this kind of almost damsel in distress, weak figure that does nothing but hovel on the ground of the basket. I think, I think well, I think in, in premise, he does come across as like headstrong. He wants, he wants to get those scientific discoveries. He wants to do that. But yeah, the fact, I, but the fact is, I think it does put on the fact that he's not an expert balloons person. And well, I that's that... fine. That's fine. And, and the Amelia character, um, which I, I think Felicity Jones does a great job. Yeah. She, I do feel like she's a bit too much of a Mary Sue. She's a bit perfect. Um, although there is, they play with her emotional trauma of losing her previous um, um, husband. Uh, husband. Um, in a balloon accident. Mm. Uh, again, not spoiler. This is pretty much immediately in the film. Um, it's and she has to overcome that to an extent. I never really, I was never really convinced that she was dealing with a particular trauma, mm. um, because she is so much more capable and strong, stronger than um, Eddie Rain, Ed Redmayne's character. Yeah. Um, to the point where I just, it just kind of lost, lost plausibility to me, um, and it became even more in the end. There's almost as a flip with the characters. They reverse, yes. and James yeah. Glacier becomes the dashing hero, where she bet- falls into the sort of damsel role, and that that also took me out a little bit. That's a good point for someone who's the, been the expert in the balloon all the way up, and to be coming back down and kind of figure out, oh, we might be crashing soon. What yeah. do we do? Eddie Redmayne goes, "I've got an idea. Cut the basket," <laughs> and you're just going to go, "What?" You, you no, know, I didn't realise that until you talked about that right now. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, like, it's 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 almost a good a, point. It's almost just. It's almost if, as if they had to swap the names of the characters the last ten pages of the script, or five pages, without well, realising. Well, Eddie and Felicity just got the wrong copies of the script. So Possibly. Like, it's that's, like, these, that's are, how these, it felt. these are these are your lines, Eddie. Cut the... I haven't said cut the basket for quite some time in this film. I haven't said anything about cutting the load. <laughs> I've had pigeons. Do they count? Pigeons, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I just, I just felt there was something off about the characters. I think yeah. he was a bit too weak then inexplicably strong yeah she was too strong then inexplicably weak um yeah i just it's I a just bit think it's, it's, a, it's it unbalanced even, pardon sorry? it's unbalanced unbalanced that's the word i'd give it and it yeah. just didn't feel natural it didn't come across um which is a shame because there, there were things going well for this movie yeah um and like i say i, I did enjoy the um the clearly designed for the IMAX theater scenes like there's a moment when they're up in the atmosphere and there is millions of butterflies yeah that, um that just sort of like emerge and then the, the sequences of the snow is um generally quite mesmerizing mm. but um yeah it just I, I'm never convinced by the characters I think the performances although I, I do think Felicity Jones does a really good job I I do feel like Eddie Redmayne kind of phoned it in. Mm. Um, and everyone else is just kind of I, I, I don't find the performances particularly inspiring 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you look at you look at that you look at that cast list. Even uh, obviously, you're a big you're a big Blackadder fan, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, Tim Tim McInery, uh, darling. Yeah, but he's, he doesn't do anything. He, he, he doesn't say anything. He just he just sits in the background, and just goes and just kind of stares disapprovingly. He's like, no. What's the, what's the point of getting such a great talent and do it? And, and yeah. same, um, Rebecca Front, who um, people are more familiar from the thick of it, um, or Avenue Five at the moment on uh, on Sky Atlantic. Yes, yes. She she kind of she's just a kind of background dressing as well. Yeah, it's like a it's like a random cameo. It's like, oh yep, I'm the auntie. I'm the auntie to to uh, Amelia's character. Uh, yeah. To Amelia, there they go. Where are you going? I'm done. Bye. <laughs> Hamish Patel as well. He was just kind of there, although he, he seemed to have. I don't know. His performance was sweet, but again, yeah. I found it a bit forgettable. Yeah. But I, to be honest, I may be a little harsh because I, I don't think these uh, the, the talent had much to work with. To be honest, I mean, um, I think before we record the episode, and when I, I think we both watched the film on the same day, and we had a brief phone conversation halfway through, and you were quite negative towards the film at the time. But I think. Uh, and I and I was kind of late leaning you uh, leaning with you on this, but I think I think there are there are things that you can take away from the film. I think, like I said, the IMAX sequences or the IMAX style sequences are lovely. And if you've got a 4K TV and you're able to watch Amazon Prime in UHD, do it because those sequences do look really really good. And it's to just... be honest, I think if you're bored and you've got kids who'd want to watch this, I think little boys and girls would love watching this it's like a mini adventure film in itself yeah. just yeah, going exactly. upwards <laughs> upwards i think it's not it's not it's not the rollicking thrilling roller coaster ride of something like say last week when we talked about castle of uh, caliastro and stuff like that because there was always something still going on and going on and the characters were a lot stronger there even though they were a little bit uh probably a bit light and simpler than, than these characters um yes. I I think if you have an interest in this, if you are if you're interested in in say Eddie Romaine as an actor or Felicity Jones as an actress and stuff like that, and you're kind of just curious about it, just give it a go. Um, yeah. That's the, that's the most. I I would I would if you had to choose between these two films, I would prefer you sit and watch the Aeronauts oh, than, than 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 the other film. To be perfectly honest, I'm I'm not going to try and uh, pronounce the names anymore because I think I'm just going <laughs> to dig a hole for myself. So star rating, I uh, it might come across as harsh, but I think for I think for what it is, I think it's it's fair, and I think it's about two to two and a half stars. Okay, I was going to give it three stars. Really? Yeah, it's, it's okay. a low three. It's a low three. So just okay. If I take, if I if I stick it at two point five, we'll 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 meet in the middle. And I'll so say I, I, I'm happy to say two point five if you want to say two and a half. Ooh, I'm I'm kind of I'm pondering my film right now and going the bits I actually didn't mind about this film. It's just it's just it's it's not it's not so I will never watch this again. No, I know why. But I I was not offended by it. And there Did were moments you? where I was genuinely enthralled and genuinely, I genuinely had my breath taken away, um, which is hard to do in a good film. Yeah. So it's just that only, that's only 20 minutes of this, I'd give four stars. Mm. 60 minutes or so, I'd give this two stars. So that's so probably in the why middle. I'd, that's why you know, I'd, you know I'd say what? three stars. You know what? The fact is, I think, I think the question to ask ourselves is, did we regret watching the film? No, 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 no. Um, again, we wouldn't watch it again. But you know what? For some people during this time, I think it will make more than enough a good distraction. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I, I generally think some kids would love this, and you're not going to, you know, you, there are more, there are worse films than this you could pick on yeah. various uh, streaming devices right yeah. now. So I think with that in mind, 
I agree with you. Three stars. Error. Oh, okay, brilliant. Done. Three stars. stars. There we yeah. go. There we go. Lovely. <laughs> Love. Lovely jubbly. Lovely jubbly. I think I've just shared this now, but the way I described the film to Christian in simplistic terms uh, before we recorded was was kind of a kind of balloon goes off the ground. Oh, slightly choppy. Oh, this is lovely. Oh, it's cold. Oh, oh, we need to come down. Down we go. Down we go. Slight crash. Science. <laughs> <laughs> the end. And that, that that's. Uh, I, I will say. Speaking of which. My favourite thing about the film is there are these wide, extreme wide shots of the balloon slowly rising, and they oh, create, yeah. it, there's a graph effect, point, oh, yeah. like demonstrating its height. I just really liked that. I don't know why. I just thought <laughs> it was little, really. They're little bits neat. like um, you have the um, you have the altitude appearing throughout the film, and basically when thing, when major events happen, it either started going up quicker or so going down, similar to like Apollo Eleven last last episode. Yes. And it's like, oh, oh, this is engaging. This is exciting. I know what's happening here now. <laughs> That's all way. So yeah, I, I, I think that no, yeah, three stars. Three stars is fair. Three, three stars is absolutely fair for the aeronauts. And there you go. Those are two films for this episode. So it now begs the question: What are we watching next? Next episode? I am. I'm torn. I'm going to pick Lethal Weapon, the original. Yep, it's just come on Netflix um, on April 1st. Ooh. I've, I remember watching Lethal Weapon years ago. Well, that's the thing. I haven't watched it since I was a teenager. And I don't know if it holds up. Um, okay. Well, so sounds... it'll be an interesting... Pe- and and let's, watch a, let's watch something that's going to be a half-decent buddy cop movie after... Yeah. We, yeah, we, need, what... we need a palate cleanser after all that coffee. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, because I, I was going to lean into action a little bit. I was tempted whether or not to give you access to my Amazon copy of um, Bloodshot. Well, that's a new release, so we could compare. Yeah, the, so you know. um, I, I think some people already know I've shared some feelings about Bloodshot. I, I've seen Bloodshot. It's a silly film. It's not as horrifically problematic as, say, Coffee and Kareem. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, am I, I going to need a couple of glasses of wine to go along with this? Well, Red, it's, obviously. It's, it, 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 basically the way I'll describe it, and we'll talk about it more next episode, is Bloodshot is your typical Vin Diesel film, with Vin Diesel doing very Vin Diesel things and talking something about family. <laughs> you can go through those things. Basically, it's like a Fast and Furious movie, in a, in a sense, and you've never watched a Fast and Furious movie apart from Hobson Shaw. Which apparently isn't actually a Fast and Furious movie, if you no, speak to No, it is a spin-off. It is a spin-off. It's a spin-off, yeah. But... But don't worry, there are no real kind of fast cars in, in Bloodshot. But I I would actually say Bloodshot, and like I said, we will talk about this more next episode. I think Bloodshot looks, it comes across as a competent film. There are some silly things. So well, I think... don't, don't prejudice my, my critique. And I, yeah. I, I, may, I may come out thinking it's uh, worthy of best picture out there. <laughs> No. No, I'm not going to come up with that opinion. Okay, spoiler. Um, no, um, yeah, so that's our choices for next week. Lethal Weapon. So I just need to go and watch Lethal Weapon. So I've already watched Bloodshot, so I can I can comfortably just muse and stew the thoughts in my mind about it. <laughs> oh, you know, what we, you know what we could do? We could, we could do Bloodshot, or considering it is kind of WrestleMania week, the time we are recording... April 10th, the main event appears on Netflix. April 10th? Yes. I, that is... That's six days from now, and we usually record weekly. 
Do you want to do free films? We could do free films. We'll do free reviews next week. There we'll we do, go. We'll do Lethal Weapon. Mm, Lethal Weapon. Bloodshot. What? And, and the main event. The main event. Yep, that's the one. It's the one. It basically, for our listeners, the uh, the main event is a Netflix WWE uh, produced film about a young boy who finds a magical luchador mask that gives him big wrestling powers, and he decides to become the next WWE superstar. Uh, some of the current roster members, uh, some of the NXT stars, so Keith Lee, I think, is in it. Uh, Otis from Heavy Machinery is in it. Uh, big Show, I, I think, obviously is in it at some point. He's got his comedy show coming up on Netflix in a couple of days' time. Uh, I think Seamus is in it as well. And uh, you know what? Sometimes WWE films are either going to be quite interesting... Oh, but either there will be good, interesting, or oh my god, what happened, interesting? What Marine Four, interesting? Or or Countdown, where Dolph Ziggler's playing the world's toughest cop, trying to find the bomb backstage at a WWE show. Oh no, that that's a film. <laughs> and he super kicks a gun out of Rusev's hand. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I love so, Vince. He's a mad lad. You, uh, <laughs> in terms of wrestling films, have you seen Fighting with My Family yet? I no, I haven't. I've heard good things because obviously it that's is a on Netflix. Merchant project. Yeah, it's on Netflix at the moment, so um, it's just a side recommendation. It's I reviewed it for Bunkerzilla when it came out at the cinema about a year, year and a half ago. Um, it's not bad. That, it's, I, I think because we because we have a because we have a sort of like a good knowledge of WWE and, and certain wrestlers' histories, especially with Paige, for example, you'll look at some parts of the film and kind of go, "That's that's not how I remember things like NXT." But in the wider scale picture, it's actually not about. It's a it's an actual it's an entertaining kind of uh, coming of age family kind of film. Yeah. And take, I mean, I, I, I stuff it wrong, <laughs> taking a few liberties as long as yeah. as long as you capture the spirit of the story that's all I'm really interested in yeah absolutely like, which I don't think the aeronauts did <laughs> no no um, but speaking of the aeronauts um, one of our sister uh, podcast shows on Bunkerzilla uh, Real History it's hosted by Hugh K. David and Jenna Paintman they look at how real uh, film uh, presents historical events they are actually covering the aeronauts as well in an upcoming episode oh fantastic so, so do keep an eye on it world history is available on all good podcast platforms uh, itunes spotify you name it you can find it there same with the bunkerzilla film raw and also with trivial titans which is another show presented by myself christian and our third friend jason obsidian I'm, Wonderful freeman i'm always going to call him third friend now That's his, <laughs> jason third friend yeah, freeman but he, but he's recently just bleached his um his side, so he's the golden obsidian waterfall. Ooh, golden Ooh, waterfall. Golden. I wouldn't call him that. That's uh... that that does sound wrong. I do apologise. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, that pretty much sums it up for this episode of Film Raw. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. As always, if you want to share your thoughts on Aeronauts Coffee and Cream, uh, do email us at contact at bunkzilla.co.uk. Also, if you have any film suggestions that you think we might worth might be worth looking at in a future episode please let us know. We always love a good film suggestion, especially when we have plenty of free time on our hands. <laughs> and as always, you can also follow Bunkerzilla online at Bunkerzilla UK on Twitter and Facebook. So, until next episode, thank you very much for tuning in to the Film Raw. I've been Ian Bolton. I've been joined by Christian R. Allen. Hello! And stay cinematic. We'll see you soon. <laughs>